This is Cool 97 FM, and we're welcoming you to another live Tuesday. This morning, we're diving deep into Jamaica's popular music, and we're looking at the history with the work of Derek Morgan, an artist that has grown with the music from ska, gone through rock steady to reggae, and is steadily delivering fresh sounds throughout the decades. Listen, this is going to be a treat. It's a, going to be, what, two hours of Derek Morgan? Yeah, boy, oh, boy. So let me give you a bit of background about this morning's guest. Not that you've never heard of him. Derek Morgan came to popularity in the 60s and 70s, like many of his contemporaries, coming out of the Vere John's Opportunity Arc. Again. So in 1960, he would become the only artist to ever simultaneously occupy the top seven spots of the Jamaican music chart, with his biggest hit, Don't You Know, still to come in 1970. Forward March on the heels of Jamaica's independence would mark another hit for the tougher-than-tough artist whose songwriting skills also racked up numerous awards. A rich catalogue of over 20 albums to date, Derek Morgan is ever active in innovating and has works even today. Yes, you better believe it. Even today. We're going to be hearing more about that a little later. Yes, indeed. So we go now to our first movements with the work of Derek Morgan.
Seoul 97.9 FM. 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 FM.
Coolest Cool 97. Derek Morgan is our guest inside of Live Tuesday this morning. And we're going all the way up to 9 o'clock with his catalog. And he's going to join us right now. Good morning and welcome to Cool 97 FM. How are you? I'm doing good so far. Thanks. You know, it is just awesome to get a chance to speak with you. Oh my, I've seen you in performance. And now I get to speak with you? Let me just, say good mo- Let me just quickly say good morning, Mr. Morgan. Good morning to you. Let me tell you something, man. I had the honor of bringing him on stage. You did? Yeah. How come you just know you're telling me that? No, listen, man. Listen, man. This was, I can't remember. Remember, this is in um, Richmond. I think um, Richmond. I know why I'm back still. But yeah. me, it was wonderful. The man. It's a masterpiece. It was much of the Anyway, I'm really, really, really humbled <laughs> to have royalty this morning with us. Yes, indeed. Thank you, man. I'm going to begin with this question to you. When I read your bio, you were part of the Veer Johns Opportunity R. In two weeks, you're the second guest to, to tell us that they, or certainly in your bio, to tell us that you had your early start with that particular event. Now, I need you to paint the picture for us. What was the whole Veer John's Opportunity Hour all about? Where was it held? What kind of format did it have? Tell us. Veer John's, you're giving me a feedback, you know. Oh, we are? Okay, let's turn off my mic so we can see if we can reduce. Yes, hello? It's still there. As best as possible, and uh, while we try and sort it, it, while we try and sort it out, just keep, uh, just um, try and avoid listening right, to that and good. just proceed. Go ahead. Yeah, vision was an opportunity hour for seeking for talent, you know, in Jamaica, and see who he could get to become, fun, you know, singers about. Well, what he did, he had a show. At Palace Theatre, and he had shows at Ambassador Theatre. 
So what happened that year is two movies, double bill. So he was, every Tuesday night when I had double bill, so he have a hour in between the shows. And in between the shows, he was tired. So, so that silent show now, that is what Obedian come about. When I heard that, I started to go study some little Richard because he was my favorite at the time. So when I tried with him, they picked me that day, Monty Morris and myself, because Monty Morris and I used to live in the same home. So we used to practice together and, you know, try to sing together. So from there, we went down to Paris Theater that day because I never want to go to Ambassador. I mean, you should have Owen Gray, Jackie Wilfred, those and those guys. They they compete in uh, out of Ambassador Theater. Or I go to Paris Theater. Oh. <laughs> and there was Art and Pellis, um the same Owen and Jackie Wilfred, but um, um, the Richard Brothers and myself. Mm-hmm. Monty Morris. We're the one that get picked for Palace and we're going to work that Tuesday night between two double bill, a double bill show they call too big. So once the Palace Theatre was so filled at night, ram up all over all people and walls sitting down because the movie that Elman show was very good. So between that movie now, I, we, we have our like a talent show. The winner get two points, and you know, first time out, me and Monty Morris, and what Owen then used to do, be a show of Ambassador Theatre. So when I started my song, when I go out and start singing Long Star Sally, you know, Richard Soon, the piece. Pure laughing, pure laughing, I could hear, pure nice. But I didn't stop singing, I keep singing, and I noticed the band that back in which was Bonnie Bonita and the All Star Band. They stopped playing behind me, and pure rolling and laughing in the past. Watching me how I'm performing, jump back in the alley like how I used to see Little Richard do and flame. And uh, imitating that and it was a joke to the whole crowd but anyhow after everybody competes and they aim and go to find out who was the winner is the audience who was the judge so when my name called and I go the people they want to hear me again so to get vision and say well yes Morgan win. And we get me two phones. I'm going to have to go back and sing Jenny, Jenny for them now after. Because another little Richard song. So, so these two men in the audience, Bim and Bam, they was Jamaica number one comedian. And they was the one that take me on from there because they used to keep stage show right round the island. At every theater you could name. My mom used to keep shows there. And they took me on from there. And that's where I started. That's how Vegas 
was so big for artists here because he's the one who started the talent show and keep the artists them going. Mm. Thank you for being so detailed in telling us about that early talent show. I don't think we've got that level of detail from any other guest. No. Thank you. (laughs) Might be you'd have to find Jackie where there's our our Owen Gray and Jackie gone, but Owen's still living. He's in London. Yes, we we just spoke. She she got out just the next, but one of the next persons we have to get to. But those names you mentioned are big names, already intimidating names. Jackie, Jackie, Edward. Uh, Ed Jackie Edwards and Owen Gray those are big yeah. singers you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> those big singers them they were singing before me but what but got you interested in, in music in the first place Let's hold that thought. We do have. I tell you, you're so interesting. Okay. We're running into our commercial time. Don't All go. Right. We're coming right back to you. Cool 97 FM. Our guest this morning is none other than Derek Morgan. Yes, the recording artist extraordinaire. Our guest for Live Tuesday. And when we went to the break, we had already posed a question to Mr. Morgan asking him what got him interested in music in the first place. So, let's get the response. Yeah. Yeah, man. What get me in music... When I was going to school, as in every Friday, when I was going to Kingston Senior School, every Friday my class used to have like a show, you know, a talent show among us in the class. And I used to go up and sing songs for them. And from that, they say, Well, but my hands sound good and I can sing. And may I will come in first. When we compete in that classroom and thing, every Friday we had something like that. And you know, that doesn't tell me that I won't be a singer. Because what I loved in school was um, I wanted to be a stenographer. And, and it go on and on till I out school. I out school, in a school at the age of 15, and then my mother sent me to a, a, another little school called Grantham. And I never spent long there, so she took me out of Grantham and took me to a school called Model Private. And that was on Hanover Street, Model Private School. And from there I started to learn more. Because uh, my vision wasn't that great because I born with retinal pigmentosis and that is on the developed retina. So at the age of 17, I, got, I, I, I leave school, I get a job at a place called Welfare, not on the street here, uh, to do bookkeeping. I couldn't keep up with it because the eyes would not allow me. Water run on the eyes and you know, run down the people. So what happened, um, I have to leave the job. 
go home, wondering what to do. So I said, all right. That's the time when I heard about beer jams now. I said, well, then we would try this with beer jams and go to beer and get the pick. And at the end, I came in first, and that's how it goes with beer jams. That's all my singing coming away. So when Jim and Mom took me around the island now, and we're doing stage shows every weekend, we're at a different theater do stage shows and everything. So, one day I hear on radio, in Owen Gray, singing a song named Utsa the Thunder, and who hear the lightning. I don't know, you can hear that word, but that's what it turns. And then Jackie with Fred Edwards, was singing a tune, Your Eyes Are Dreaming. And they was the one that I'm going around the island with, but I didn't know how them get recorded. So I asked the point, how you get recorded, how you get tune from radio? And he didn't tell me. And I go to Wilfred, and he was Wilfred at the time. I said, Wilfred, you hear him a song from radio, man. I would have liked to get a song from Radio too. How would I go about it? And they still never give me the details. But one day leaving rehearsal from the Mambam, going home, I met a friend on the way, and he said to me, Richard, the car they used to call me Little Richard. He said, Richard, I hear Drew Creed, you know, addition artist, the record, you know. He said, who named Duke Creed and where Duke Creed is? And then tell me, say, Duke Creed has a liquor store on Bond Street and Charles Street. And uh, if you go out there with a song, and in here you go there and record you. So I did have a song at the time because me was in the theater at the time. So when I went to home and I had a whole yard near the back of the yard. Me and Monty always sit down on it and I beat it, like jump and sing. So I go there and say, all right, and I start write a song. I get my book and my paper, and I write this song called Lover Boy. It's going to rock because it's after a while. And when I write that, I write one name, Oh My, and I say, I would like to find Duke Reed. So I went down Orange Street and head on to Charles Street to Van Street. And there was a big liquor store there. And I went in there and I said, see this gentleman stand up and people buying things, you know, liquor. There was a big liquor store. Everybody come by for him to sell at their place. And I said to him, I walked to him. Asked him, you Mr. Reed? He said, yes, what can I do for you? I said, I heard that you're taking an artist to record. I would love to do that. So he said, can you sing? He said, yes. He said, well, sing. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, where, sir? He said, right here in front of the people. Then. So they saw my braveness coming and I start singing the lover boy to him. And I sing it and say, do you have any more? I say, yes. And I sing, oh, my love is gone. And when I sing that, he says, 
Come to Majestic Theater. Um, the Wednesday. All right, I went to, I signed Majestic Theater and I went there on the Wednesday and there was Jack Jerry and some big and some men who played for him and then start to rehearse my song and then rehearse it and then the Thursday we went to Federal Studio and while I was in the studio and I go to sing and they, they run it down one more time and then they say red light but I'm then thing new to me I don't know whatever I talk about but I listen and it's, when it's a red light that means that nobody wants to walk the studio door the light red I'm sing the song with them one cut the very first song I sing was one cut and then never do it two times and send him do the the oh my love is gone and we do that too and it's done gone home you create our program named Treasure Eyes Time come over every Saturday open it with a song called my, my mother's eye like uh, instrumental and well, I was in my yard, I hear this song up here, Uma, boom, boom, Uma, love is God. I said, yeah. Now me that? I mean, at least good of me saying, yes, and me. And I started running up and down the yard because it was a big body in the yard I live in. Only that had people live there. And I started running up and down and say, who don't listen to this? That time, we have read a few John in the trees them, you know? So then put up read a few John there, and it's it coming over me. So that means that, you know, I'm missing. I don't know, tell the people them that. And everybody are listening, and then do and say, Derek Morgan. I said, what? I can't believe it. I was so excited that day, that day. And I run up and down, and from there, I started my career in recording, and that was 1959. We're going to pause right now and take some more of your music on Cool 97 FM. You are giving us a treasure trove of information. Thank, Thank you ever so much. Hold on. We're coming back to you in a very short while. All right.
discussion with none other than Derek Morgan in a short while. We go to our cool flight pack, take a few commercials right after that, and then, you know, more entertainment inside of Live Tuesday. Cool 97. Radio. Cool 97. Radio.
the nation's coolest, Cool 97 FM. Once again, we have to say thank you to you for joining us for another edition. Derek Morgan is our guest. No, you know, this is the perfect person for us to, to pose this question and ask him to give us some background to this whole feud. Prince Buster and... Treasurer. Treasurer. Prince Buster mm-hmm, as Duke Reed and Duke Reed. Yes. That pairing. Give us, the, give us the history behind that because that came out in song as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to do, I used to sing for Prince Buster, I mean, for Duke Reed first. Because Duke Reed the man who really started me in recording. And meanwhile, Leaving Duke, I went to Likwanda and do AU Fat Man and become a number one. And Duke was vexed about that because he claimed that I leave him, which started me, and go sing for another man. But Duke, we never used to release song. He only played them against sound like Coxman, and Edwards and Bells and so on. So. He was vexed with me and sent some bad man come to my yard for me and take me down back to him and said, Who authorized you that you can leave me and go and sing for another man? He said, I didn't know they are under contract, sir. So you're under contract now. So you have to start sing back in this, sing back here. So I start singing back for him and I never liked the treatment more than what I was getting because all they do is pay you 10 pounds for a song. And you know, I met Prince Buster on my way home one day and he said, stop me and say, why do it? Like where you're going, you know? And I would like to go into the business. What you can do for us, man? He said, I can't do nothing away from guide you, you know? And he said, well, I get some money from Duke. And he wants to go to a session. So if I can help him with the session, he said, what do you want me to do? And he said, he have a song named They Got To Go. And he sing it to me and say, correct it if it's wrong. And you tell him what me feel like it and so on. So we decided to go through the with him. And we do 13 songs a day and get 13 number one hit. Hit song I gave him. The one I gave him was Shake a Leg. And then I took Monty Morris with me and gave him Humpty Dumpty and Money Can't Buy Life. And you know, that's how, and I stuck with him for a while, giving him songs like Melulu and them too. And stuck with him for a while. So, one day, again, at home, I see this dude come to me named Jimmy. Named James Chambers. And he said, he has a song to sing for me here because this Chinaman sent him to me to find out if he can sing. That was Jimmy Cliff I'm speaking of now. So, when I was there, I went in Jimmy and sing a song to me named Dearest Beverly. And it was a nice, slow ballad tune. And I said, well, 
really never do not slow ballot tune yet. I don't know if the man will take you for that. And they have another one near Hurricane Hattie. And sing that to me too, and that was good. And I said, all right, let's go on to this man. When we got on the weekend, I go to Beverly's restaurant. There was a restaurant named Beverly's restaurant, North Street and Allen Street corner. So when I went here, I met this man called Leslie Khan. So Leslie said to me, Derek, it's a long time I would like to find you, you know. Um, I want to go into business. Who is the musician? And I tell him about John Big and the All Star. And say, how did James sound? I say, it's sound good, you know. And say, well, I'd like to record him, you know. He said, okay. And he asked me to get the musician to him. So I went down King Street and called John Beard and John Beard come up and they sit down and they talk and then decide to have a rehearsal with us, with me and Jimmy Cliff. That's how Leather Crown went start now. So when we go there, we, we, we went to the studio following day or two after. When we went to the studio, the record in Hurricane Hattie and one another song called um, The Lion Say I'm King and I Win. That was Jimmy Cliff. And we'll record those songs. And then I gave him this song called She's Gone, which is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when She's Gone. When I give him that tune now, I come outside the students, turn up outside, and there I say, Owen, Owen Gray. And I say, Owen, you want to do a tune for us? And he say, yeah. And, say, and I'm going, I'm doing this song called My Darling Patricia. All right, and he come out and start both on the song. He said, why am going to see a session now because I'm in the young man going to do a good tune. So, Right away, I sit there and write this song called Be Still, I'm U.S. Appeal, I'm going inside and go record it. I'm sitting at Owen Gray, but he didn't know that I was sitting at him still. But I just do the song and say, Must be still, look, I, I am his superior. So from that now, I talk to Leslie Kang. I leave Prince Mustard, talk to Leslie Kang, because Leslie Kang appeared 20, 20 pounds. A song, and I said, "Well, I find my bed, and I stayed there for for a while. So from 1960 going up, over 1962, when Jamaica gets independent, I wrote the song called Forward March, and Prince Buster heard that song, and the the rhythm of it, I mean, the the soul of that deadly early took, he started to say." I took his belongings and go give it to the Chinaman because he had a song with the kind of on playing, well, let's just play, let's just stir and play for him. And it sounded like, it came that the one, the solo that Deadly Eddie take in forward mass is close to his, which is not true. But anyhow, he went away and he wrote a song of me called The Blackhead Chinaman. And this is where he and I start quarreling now with music, musically more. And I did Blazing Fire when I heard of it. 
Because there was a fellow come to me and said, Derek, I was at the school up today with Boston. He hear my singer son named Blackie Chinaman and say, Are you make it off for him? So, where is it? So I say, All right, I go on the piano and I start banging it and to make this tune called Blazing Fire. And this lady comes in and record it right away and put in front of it. Any tongue moves I which says, I'm listen boy, I'm your superior, something like that in Chinese language. And there's how most can I start the rival. It we clashing out one another. Every song I put out, him put one against it. And if he put anything towards me, I don't like. I put something against him. You know, going right on and on and on till the fans them getting it now. Bust the fan fighting against my fans them and so on. Big thing going on that the government have to get involved and come in and said we have to do something about it. Uh, Eddie Siaga at the time he said to us he he, he was a, he, he was not a prime minister he was just a finance man and he said to us because he and Prince was great friends and he said to us we have to do something about it by go to the green and show the people them that we are friends we don't mean no war no war so we go to the greener we hug up together and take a picture, put it on the, put out the, the, the and, uh, and headline, we are best of friends. And, uh, and kind of cool down the people, them fighting against them one another towards our song. Because most of people say, why Buster sing better than me? And the my people say, no, you're crazy, Derek, sing better than Buster, you know? That's what's what going on. There you have it. So that's the history. The history behind that rivalry that's been well documented in the music. <laughs> right now we're going to take some more of your music on Cool 97 FM. Yes, <laughs> this one is just too good. <laughs> But when I were with you, I 
FM's Mellow Morning and the segment from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. has been dubbed Live Tuesday. Our guest this morning is Derek Morgan. Ska, rock steady, reggae, and believe me, he isn't done with us yet. He has an EP that's out, a mountain climber that uh, was released in 2020. And we're going to be touching and sampling some of that because we've been really covering the vintage stuff since morning. But we need to, to let you know the versatility of the artist Derek Morgan. So we're going to be playing some from that EP. Note, Mountain Climber released in 2020. And he has yet another project that we're also going to try and get a bit of information from him. So Mikey, let's hear it. Dream. 
girl of my dreams. And before that, you heard uh, the title track, Mountain Climber. We need to find out uh, the inspiration behind uh, this uh, fairly recent work. Tell us about it. Well, Mountain, I just wanted the youth to know that when they, whenever they are keeping friends, you don't keep a friend down on your level. You just try to meet someone who is higher than you, think he's higher than you say. You, you 10 year old, you, your friend should be at least 30. <laughs> 30, 30. You know, step up. You, you follow the, the, what people doing high up instead of keeping yourself down. That is where you're going under. That's what we call the diver. You don't want to be a diver. You want to be a mountain climber. Oh, okay. uh, I just throw the kids them that, you know. You must try to keep a friend that you feel is higher than you. So who is this? Sorry? So who is this EP doing? Is it living up to your expectations? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new project. Uh, no, it has had its genesis in two previous volumes, and uh, we need to to <laughs> to make our listeners be aware of it because they're going to want to go out and get it. Tell us about the Orange Street project. Well, the Orange Street project. Some of these songs, not plenty of my age people never hear because you know there wasn't the number one them so we pick out all those songs that are coming up and put them back together and put them out for to, for people to hear mm. so it's on social media and, and they can follow it and just punch in Derek Morgan OD and They'll find it on Instagram and any one of the, 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 the platforms. They'll find those songs. And that's what we do. Just put them out for them to hear them and, and remind them that all these songs were done by Derek Morgan in the very early. Just follow the Instagram and you'll never forget Derek Morgan again. Uh, Mr. Morgan, we, I, I think um, you have touched on uh, the, the, one of the top producers at that period, which is um, Le, uh, Leslie Leslie Kong, um, Duke Reed, Duke Reed, Prince Buster. What about Duke? What about uh, Coxon? Didn't you do a step with Coxon? Yeah, I do songs for Coxon. How how you got involved with Coxon? I I do. The only reason why I do the first song I did for Coxon was in one called Lever, and the reason why I do it for him. He didn't like the, the one that Duke with playing against him named Lover Boy. Okay. So he caught me one day and with whispering more we could make a song but and I gave him Believer and Victor Wish. Which is one of those two songs and I gave him never go back to come long but let the come when I went to him England nineteen sixty three and come back. I went up with Buster to Charlotte and when I come back to go back to Leslie Camp to sing and say no, I'm on the contract and that's how I get from a little group called Dirk Morgan and the Blues Blenders and head back to Caxo and I did about a album and a half there. 
I have to do that with him as well. I have to get back into to live because he was the one I like. And I went to Mr. Siago at the time and asked if he can do anything towards this contract that I was under. And he took the contract, he read it. I went in looking and said, well, this is a binding contract and it's not fair for a man to sign a contract like this with a blind man without, without no him, lawyer and so on. So he called up Charlotte and Charlotte had was to release me. So I went back to Lezikang knowing that it's released and Lezikang said, well, since I out the contract, it can work. That's why I give Lezikang the two now cards. Who is don't fear and greedy girl. One moment for us. Sorry. Could you continue? Yes. So that's all oh, let can get to work back with me because of the release of the contract. So I gave him the song called Who Did Don't Fear and um, Lover Boy. Away from that I, I used to do a lot of other songs. With, with, with Les, they, then I decided to leave him and go on my own now and start recording for myself. Uh, uh, in 1966, I started doing my own recording. Which was which one? Uh, uh, what, what, what I need to alone and stick to myself. Uh, which, was, which was the song, the first one you did for yourself now after leaving? It was called Red, Red Bombal. I, I did Red Bombard with Light and Devon. I did him, the Blue Him, the Black Brothers, him, Give Me Love, and those type of tunes. Some nice rock steady songs played by Linkit and the Jets. And then in the ending, I do Max Romeo, Let the Power Fall, and I, and mm. you know, those tunes and start <laughs> recording for myself. You see, you take it for granted, you know, but these are some powerful things. We still, you know, <laughs> some of them don't even come on the label because we go by what they say on the label. Don't you know? Come yeah. on, you know. Yes. Uh, it's Big Red Bomb Ball, that same song. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes, you were one of the. Coming to. Right, well, 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 very well, good. Everyone knew that you were on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've mentioned yeah. collaborations that you've done with other artists in the past. If you got the, t the opportunity today to record with perhaps one of the current crop of singers, mm -hmm. who would you work with? Hmm? I love Berries. That is number one. Mm -hmm. my number one. My number one singer right now is Barry Saman. Whoa. Dominican artist. Okay. Yes. And I would sing, I could sing with my daughter too. Oh. Um, Queen Africa. I would love to hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we look forward to a project like that. Okay. Because uh, you know, back in the day, you're singing, remember, you had a number of um, collaborations with Patsy. Right, a lot. You know, because I do a lot of Patsy. I do with Naomi. I did with Pauline, that's my sister. I do with Ivan. Mixed with I do with a lot of you need to do one with your daughter. Listen, you do it one, is yeah. done. Yes. <laughs> it is done. So we're going we're gonna to wait. Derek Morgan and yes. Beris, 
Derek Morgan and Queen Africa. It yeah. is done. We're putting it out there in the universe. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. So, yeah. in case Beres isn't awake yet, <laughs> we're going to ask his management to just make that happen. Okay, very good. <laughs> that, that sounds great. No, 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 I, I, I like Beres, you know. He's a very good writer, and mm-hmm. I love his voice. Who else would you work with? Work with, right now I'm working, I work with Kimani Mali. I work with him, Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Kingston. <laughs> we work with those guys in Miami, and they have a, we have a song coming out very soon. You know, coming out. We need to keep us strong. I'm going at the end of, and remember, you know, Sunday coming is my birthday. Yes, and I will be 82, and I. Still we, we want to wish you a happy birthday early. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, uh, so that we're going to make it up even more. We need a stronger connection to get all your songs that we can play. Because yeah, man. Is, we as a station is a, is a must that we, we, we have your songs. I just let me, my son send all of the in. The, 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 what they call it? I'll treat them to you. I just send them on yes. on your and the yes, email. Yes, we're playing some so, some of them for 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 Mount Street days. Yes, yes, yes. You, you know. But um, I have to put in all the the volume three this week. This mm-hmm. week. Yes, the volume three coming out this week. Sound of Iron Street volume three, and we're going up to six with it. <laughs> love it, I love it. <laughs> okay, talk about forward planning. So yeah. you know, we there's somebody that we need to to thank for helping us get this interview with you Merrick that's my Mer- son Merrick Morgan thank you ever yeah. so much <laughs> for helping us uh, to concretize and get this interview done it is a treasure trove I tell you and what we like is it's so timely birthday coming up on Sunday yeah, the yeah. 27th yeah, yeah. God bless you. You really are a crowd favorite. You are a cool favorite. Cool 97FM salutes you. That is true. Cool is I always been playing my music. I always been so cool playing my music. Wow. It, it, it means, I don't think you recognize the magnitude of the statement that you just made. <laughs> we are totally honored, floored, that you that you listen. Yeah. It always amazes us who listens to this station. Oh, and man. Uh, everyone, if you go in the taxi, mm-hmm. they're playing cool. Anywhere you go, you're playing cool. Cool FM. Cool FM. You know, so, hold on, hold on, Mikey. Hold on. We cannot miss an opportunity like this. I'm going to ask you to drop a stinger for Cool 97 FM right now on air so that we can pull it from the interview a little later and safeguard it and secure it and mix it down. Okay, so the platform is yours. A stinger for Cool 97. Yeah, man. Cool 97, the number one station in the all universe now you have to say because you can hear cool 97 all over the world take it from my man Derek Morgan I say so cool thank you ever so much
The Nation's Coolest Cool 97. So, what are we going to do? A bit more music before yes, we go? But, but before that, Brisa, before I touch another song, there's one thing I want to play. But when you did this song, it... Uh, I, 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 we'll have to find, get the story behind this. Don't call me daddy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a story to tell. Don't call me daddy. That's a great song, yes. Um, I really make this song, Don't Call Me Daddy, of a song that I heard named Shame and Scandal in the Family. It give me the inspiration and I go on and I go around that song and make don't call me daddy. Many people believe so it's a baby I have and he's calling me daddy. No, nothing like that. <laughs> it's just my inspiration. It is of, of shame and scandal in the family. I just go around and make it song. Don't call me daddy. How can a man with nothing not to hear Chinese baby come call him daddy? You know, just. So that's the way. That's the way that song coming. Over 50 years or 60 years, people have been wondering. <laughs> so we're going to look here in the air. I really have a Chinese And I really like that lyric about all the fried fish that fall in the sea. <laughs> that is my, that's that one of my favorite Prince lines Buster. in music. <laughs> that is Prince Buster singing about fried fish in cotton. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Getting my artists mixed up. But it, it is uh, truly, truly our honor. We're getting close to our cool flight pack time. That's another two and a half minutes. But I just want to t- take the time to say thank you to you. You have given us much to think on today. You have filled in many blanks for us in music history. You have given us incredible, incredible insight into Jamaica's music industry and what obtained back then. And certainly how you became such a big name that's written in the annals of Jamaican music. Yes, thank you. Yes, we love this. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me too. And your OD is well deserved. Well deserved. More than well deserved. More than well deserved. And everybody can find, they want to find, just go on Instagram. Yes. Derek Mark and OD. And they find, follow me right you have, been a, you have been a blessing this morning, Brother Derek. And Thank you, man. Really, really, really appreciate it. You know? Thank you. All right. See, so we won't tell them not to call you that anymore. Right? We, need to, we, need, we definitely need to have you back because there's more. I can tell there's much more that we need to get from you. When we get all the stuff, we'll come back. Okay. Thank you to our cool listeners for making it possible. Thank you to all our support here at Cool 97 FM who had a hand in today. And Merrick. Thank you ever so much. And for all who had a hand in today's production, bless you all. Thank you. And we're going to our flight. Yes, Daddy. Go and get him. Hey! Don't call me Daddy. Daddy.